It is that time of year when we focus in on the incredible mystery of the Incarnation, the second member of the Trinity, the Son, coming to earth, taking on human flesh, born in a manger, born to be the perfect and final sacrifice, the unblemished lamb for the sins of your people, born to save. Lord, I pray that you would get me out of the way this morning, that I would decrease and Christ increase. We ask these things today in Christ's name. Amen. My assignment this morning was to focus in on a character of the story of Christmas. And while I considered for a little while to do Joseph, I kept being drawn back to Mary. And there are a number of different reasons for this, and, but the main one was because for a while I actually avoided to acknowledge Mary the way I should in the Christmas story because, in any meaningful way because of the way that the Roman Catholic Church has elevated and abused Mary in their doctrine. But it is important to consider the Christmas story and not bring Mary to the center of the stage, but to address her in the appropriate way that scripture calls us to, and my desire to do this uh, this morning. So if you have your Bible still open to Luke chapter 1, we're going to be uh, specifically focusing on verses 28 through 30, and I will read them again. And he came to her and said, Greetings, this is Gabriel, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now, I want to point out some things about Mary first that I think must be said. And if we do have any of our Roman Catholic friends who listen to this online in the future, uh, you will disagree with me on the things that I am about to say. And the majority of our Roman Catholic friends believe that Mary, the things that they believe about Mary have nothing to do with what we see in Scripture. There is the belief that Mary was born without the stain of original sin. And there have only been three people in the Bible who were perfect, and two of those people did not remain perfect. Adam and Eve were created perfect and fell. Christ was the only one who was born perfect free from the stain of original sin, and he was the only one who remained perfect throughout his, in- his entire earthly life, tempted in all way as we are, yet without sin. The Bible tells us very clearly that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's Romans chapter 3, verse 23. And that if anyone says that they have no sin, they are only deceiving themselves, and the truth is not in them, 1 John 1, 8. And this includes Mary. Mary was a sinner in need of a savior, just like you and me. In the opening, the angel said, O favored one, this is not because she was sinless or had any special grace or righteousness of her own, but because of God's own purpose for his perfect plan of redemption to be carried out, he chose Mary. Other characters in the biblical narrative found favor with the Lord. Noah found favor with God. He was called a righteous man. Abraham found favor with God. Moses found favor with God. David found favor with God. And Mary found favor with God in that she was God's chosen vessel to bring Christ into the world. 
And we admire the faith of people like Noah and Moses and David. And we should acknowledge the faith of Mary and the saints that have come before us. And Mary is a beautiful example of faith. But she, like the other saints, should never be the object of our faith, but an example. Her example is set in many ways of humility, for one. She showed in this story a similar reaction that she had when the angel appeared to Zechariah, yet she trusted in the promise that was given. I am a servant of the Most High. Mary showed courage as just a few months later she would go with her fiancé to a small town, to his hometown, to be registered, and only a short while later would follow her husband to a distant land as she flees to safety, essentially becomes a fugitive to protect her newborn son. She and her husband trusted God. Through the criticism of humiliation of a pregnancy before marriage, to traveling to a small town where they found no room and then going to a different land, they trusted Almighty God. This phrase, highly favored, comes from one Greek word only found in one other place in the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6, but we'll start in verse 3. Very familiar words. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which, and here's the word, he has blessed us in the beloved, or freely given. This is a picture of the free grace of God given to his elect people. When we are brought into the family of God, when God saves us from sin and the wrath of God, we are blessed. We are favored. Grace is freely given to us, not because of anything we have done, not because of any righteousness found in us, but because of what Christ has done for us and because of Christ's righteousness that now clothe us. Being used by God is a great honor. We should not diminish this fact. This was the long-awaited Messiah coming into the world to save the world from the sins, and Mary was chosen to carry out this crucial step. The fulfillment of the prophecy given in Isaiah, Behold, the virgin shall conceive a child. And in this moment when she's told this, she couldn't fully grasp the gravity of this. She was greatly troubled. The angel then gives the normal angelic greeting that we see throughout the scriptures, Do not be afraid. And then repeats himself by telling her that she has found favor with God. The word favor here in this verse can be translated to mean grace as well. You have found grace with God in some translations. One commentator writes this of the passage and how to apply the word grace. The higher Christian's signification based on the emphasis of freeness in the, in the, Christian, in, in the fight or favor and as commonly in New Testament, denoting the free, spontaneous, absolute loving kindness of God towards men, and so contrasted with debt, law, works, and sin. This event, the Messiah coming into the world, meant freedom. Freedom from sin, debt, 
and endless and empty works trying to earn favor with God. The gospel being preached to Mary at this moment. Mary, who along with so many longed for her Savior and her Messiah to come. Mary, who found grace with God and carried and gave birth to the Savior of the world, believing believing God and the prophecies spoken hundreds of years prior to this moment. And there are a few that may have come to Mary's mind if she had paid attention in synagogue. Specifically Isaiah 7, to think of that verse and realize she was the virgin that Isaiah foretold. And from that verse, she could link the other verses also found in Isaiah, the prophecies that bring forth the celebration of his coming. For to us a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And just a few chapters later, the same child that was born, the son who was given to us, would be pierced for our transgressions. He would be crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. In just a few moments we will hear a beautiful, beautiful song called Mary Did You Know? And there is a line in that song that brings me these two passages from Isaiah. The line is, this child that you delivered would soon deliver you. Mary, by the grace of God, Witness the fulfillment of Isaiah 9 and Isaiah 53. The declaration that was spoken to her by the angel, O favored one, one who has received grace from Almighty God, would one day look upon her son hanging on the cross and understand what true grace and true favor was. And if you are in Christ this morning, if you have called out to him to save you, You have been given grace. You are a child of God brought into his family. If you are here this morning and are not in Christ, this grace is offered to you if you would repent of your sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. You can find favor with him as well. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the saints who have gone before us, for those who have set an example of faith, We thank you for your word and the truth that you have revealed to us through it. Humble us by it. Sanctify us through it. Father, in this time, we recognize and give special attention to the birth of our Lord into human history. Help us to never forget why Christ came. Help us not to take for granted the grace that has been so freely given to us, but instead convict us of sin. Lead us down the path that leads to glory. Lord, be glorified in our continued worship this morning. In Christ's precious name, amen.